Hey everyone, welcome to episode 4 of the Breakpoint Podcast, starring myself, Frankie Nicolazzi. And Marcus Smith. Uh, how are we doing today, Marcus? I'm doing alright, you know, finished uh, finished the Monday work day, which is not always the best, but you know, kind of got it done. How's your day been? Hasn't been too bad. So Marcus and I are actually recording this a little bit ahead of time because we're both away this weekend when we normally record, so... Uh, but we're doing our best to keep this weekly schedule. So here we are. But today's topic uh, is more on the technical side, similar to episode one more so, uh, which is on tennis strings. So in episode one, we sort of talked about our rackets, but the first thing that actually touches the ball is the string. So that's going to be today's topic. We're going to get into like the history of of our racket string choices. Uh, this is something that I geek out on, so I will be... Yeah, this is mainly going to be B. Frank's episode here. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of here to follow along, but uh, yeah, now Fr- Frank's a real pro at this. Yeah, so, so I'll be going into sort of my history, what I recommend for people, uh, because I, I think that there's a very big uh, discrepancy that goes on between what the pros use and what amateurs should be using um which is actually kind of similar to rackets in the sense of there are people that play with rackets that are way too heavy for them way too stiff for them way too control oriented for them Uh, and i think that we see that on the string level as well so we'll be getting into that as well so uh the first question that we sort of wrote down for ourselves is what strings have we used what's our string history so marcus why don't you lead us off yeah, so my string history starts when, obviously, when you buy your first tennis racket, you have whatever kind of synthetic gut within the string, so I don't know if that really counts. Um, but after that, the Babolat Pure Drive that my, my dad bought me always put in, this is going to sound crazy, even though when I was like 12 years old, always had uh, Luxalon in it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Luxalon is the best overall string in my opinion, so we'll get into that later too. Yeah. Even though when I was like 9, 10, 11, 12. But you know what? The string lasts forever. Obviously, you're not going to pop strings when you're that, when you're that age. Um, he did string a bit tight. I think it was like strung at like 62 pounds at the time. Um, How did your arm not fall off? Yeah, that's a very good question. Maybe that's why I'm, I have a little arm pains these days. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so I, I always rolled with that. Uh, and then when I was about ooh, 12 or 13, my coach introduced me to a string called Signum Pro Polymegaforce. Frank, you've heard of it, right? Uh, I have heard of it, and the only reason that I have heard of it is because I remember going up to Marcus when we were in high school, and I was like, what in God's name is in your racket? And he told me the name, and I was like, I had no idea that this string even existed. Yeah, it's a German company. They make relatively cheap strings, so they're a reel of that at the time, costed 90 bucks, um, and my coach kind of recommended me as like kind of a cheaper Luxalon option, and uh, I kind of used it throughout I used it actually until I was 19 in college. I, and then my coach was like, same thing that Frank said, basically, like, what the hell are you using? I told him I've been using the string forever. He's like, listen, you're getting like no bite on the ball. Let's hook you up with some Solinko Tour Bite, which is the number one string in college tennis, along with uh, Solinko Hyper G. Every school and every university in the country basically uses the string. They are the equivalent of a Wilson Blade. Uh, and the college t- string scene. The, the amount of times I've seen a Wilson Blade with Solinko Tourbite or Hyper-G is, yeah, a lot, for sure. Um, so I started using that string in college, and I remember the first match I used it, and my ball was jumping at least two feet higher than usual, and I could just hit the 
really just hit the cover off the ball and it would still go in. And I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is actually pretty cool. Uh, here's a little bit of trivia for you, Marcus. This wasn't on the script, so let's let's Ooh. see if he can get this live. Hit me. Solenko Hyper G was mm-hmm. mainly developed for which tennis player? American. That's your clue. Brian Brothers? Close but no cigar. He is a frequent topic of our memeage. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's a, that's part two of your clip. Of our memeage. Oh man. Uh, he was also a topic of the fantastic YouTube channel that I would love to have on this podcast one day called Cult Tennis. So I definitely sent you a video about him as well. Okay, give me one more hint. When was like his peak playing? Okay, singles or doubles? Uh, mainly singles, left-handed, American, got to the, I believe, quarterfinals of the U.S. Open at one point, but pretty much considered a disappointment in comparison to his junior days. Oh, Donald Young. There it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Really? They developed that just for him? Yeah, he was instrumental in the development of uh, Selenko Hypergy. He should have used something that got him more pop, because he definitely needed some more pop. Yeah. Uh, but th- there's a little bit of fun fact for you, and uh, there's going to be a lot of those coming in this episode. Yeah, now you know why Frank wanted to really talk about this stuff. Uh, another f- uh, interesting thing about what Marcus said just before was that Signum Pro is made in Germany, and that is something that's going to be a recurring theme in a lot of these, particularly polyester strings. A lot, most of these companies, I would say, are making their strings out of Germany. And I have, to be honest, no idea why. I assume that it's probably for the same reason that most natural gut is made in France and that they were just the place where a lot of these were invented. Um, but yeah, Marcus maybe has more insight on that, but that 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 is my understanding. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's I think it's mainly because Germany also just produces a lot of stuff, honestly, and they produce like some of the best stuff in the world. And they're kind of into like like that sort of technology and very materialistic sort of things. Um, the string that you have in your racket right now, Vice Cannon Ultra Cable. Sorry to steal your thunder here, but why really wild choice? Also made in Germany, and I'm looking at a string on Frank's desk here from Vocal Cyclone, also German. Um, I think Frank, if correct me if I'm wrong, the the only one that's like not really made in Germany is Luxlon, which is made in Belgium. Obviously, you got your few made in China and Taiwan or wherever. But oh god, what are you pulling out of your thing right now? Uh, he's bringing out the Kirschbaum. <laughs> nice. He just wanted me to say Kirschbaum in the German accent, right? Yeah, uh, that and also um, I, I'm going to show Marcus this cabinet later, but I, I have a cabinet full of some strings that are really quite far out there. Um, I have tried basically every string on the market. Um, I guess I'll just go into sort of my string history. I have done... Yeah, but, but, but before you do, isn't it kind of weird how there are so many string manufacturers to the point where you ask yourself, who the hell buys this? And well, you know what? Actually, I just answered my own question. Frank buys them. Yeah. Yeah, I try them. I try it all. I, I you know, why not? Uh, Vice Cannon, Kirschbaum. Um, I mean, I've, I've tried the Gamut, basically. Um, and Gamma. And Gamma. I've tried Gamma. Gamma makes some decent, like, synthetic gut. I, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so my, my string history, I would say, like Marcus, like, I think all of us started on some sort of synthetic gut or multifilament um, to start with. And then 
I transitioned more to like a, a better multi-filament at the time, which was like a head velocity, if I'm remembering right. Uh, that's what I used in like my head extreme like pro back in the day. That was before I went to my Babolat. And then when I went to a Babolat Aero Pro Drive in like 2010, that was when I made the classic transition as everyone who plays junior tennis did, as Marcus just said, and played with Luxalon, <laughs> which is, you know, listen, in my opinion, Luxalon is, is the best overall string. I still think it is the best overall string that I've used. The only issue is the price, um, but you can't deny the quality. The feel that you're getting from that poly is un unlike anything else you're going to use. Uh, yeah, I just realized that, like, I haven't... I haven't tried Luxon in a long time. Um, I do have a pack at home, and I'm kind of waiting for like a special occasion. You know, it's kind of like a sweet, you know, some sort of really it's special like a nice wine that of you wine. Yeah, like yeah, it's like a special it bottle of wine that you go open up. Um, and I have it sitting in my in my stringing box, so I'm gonna pull it out soon. But Frank, walk us through why Luxon is the best string brand out there can you if you can pinpoint it i mean it could be just completely you know brand and marketing but tell us why maybe no, quality wise. i don't i don't think it's just brand and marketing i'm i'm, I'm sure that's part of it uh, and in truth i i think that everything that luxlon produces outside of alu power is not really that phenomenal in my opinion like i, I 4g is good 4g is a solid string uh, but I, I think if you're using any Luxalon Poly that's not Big Bang or Alu Power, I, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, Big Bang or Original, I actually think is a really good value sort of string. It's only like $15 for a set, which is not only. really that bad. But, uh, you know, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna pay the premium for a Poly string, Big Bang or Alu Power is just the best. The feel of that string is unlike anything that you're gonna get. You're going to get phenomenal control. You're going to get best-in-class durability. And I think for a rounded poly, it's really got the best snapback and best coating of any of the rounded polys that I've ever played with, in truth. Uh, so I think for all of those sort of reasons, Big Bang or Alu Power is, is just considered the best of the best. And that's why you've seen, I think at one point, it was like, what, 75% of the Pro Tour was using Big Bang or Alu Power, and that number hasn't really adjusted. And outside of that, also, if I'm remembering right, they were the first ones to really do that sort of rough texture, um, like Big Bang, Big Bang or Alu Power rough, and that is the perfect sort of string for putting in a hybrid, right? And that's why you see guys like Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, Alexander Zverev, they all use a Luxalon rough in the crosses um, and a gut in the main. Uh so, you know, Luxalon is just the best of the best, in my opinion, when it comes to polys. You are going to pay a premium for them, but I'll sort of get into what I think are good alternatives for it uh, that I've found. Um, but yeah, that I think that is probably the best way I could answer that question. Yeah, and it's fascinating because, you know, when, when you go online onto Tennis Warehouse and you see just this abundance of strings, I mean, there's so many brands out there that produce strings. Almost every racket manufacturer produces strings. Then you've got companies, you know, that produce other sort of tennis equipment and strings. And you've got companies that just purely produce strings. And you're wondering to yourself, how is it possible that one company has you know like you said 75 percent market share over the pro tour and it really has to be amazing quality and that pros are willing to actually give up 
free strings that are offered by their racket sponsor or whatever other sponsor that may be willing to sponsor them. Like, for example, Matteo Berrettini uses Signum Pro. He's got the S logo on the bottom of his racket. Um, but a lot of guys are willing to forego that just to get themselves Luxalon, and it's crazy. It's also, you know, because, by the way, they pay for these strings full price. Yeah, if really. you're not sponsored by Wilson, you're paying full price. So the Wilson guys, you, do they get for free or do they get uh, discounted? I believe they get it for free, yes. That's why, like, Wilson's able to market things like Champion's Choice, which is Roger's two set of strings, which is Luxalon, Rough in the cro- It's Well, they don't do it in the crosses and the mains, but it's a half a set of Lux Rough and Wilson Natural Gut. Got it. Then you can just buy that directly, yeah? Yeah, you can like just buy pack. that directly from Wilson.com. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, speaking of gut... Uh, and, and Frank and I kind of actually tested this out with my racket. So I had a friend who came over one day to, to play with me and he uses natural gut. He for, he didn't forget actually. He left me the other half of the gut reel, which was a little bit, which I found a little bit crazy, but I was like, you know what? Cool. Uh, he left it for me and I had never ever touched natural gut besides in the one wooden racket frame that I have at home, which is actually might be even cat gut. That's how old that is. And, um, so I put this, you know, I texted Frank, I was like, hey, how should I use this? He's like, you know what, put it in the mains, cross it up with whatever poly I use, which is the Solenko Tour Bite, and we took it out for hit, and it was the most insane feeling that I've ever had in a tennis racket before. Yeah, I I have sort of had a similar experience with gut. I, I had used gut like once or twice before. Um, for those of you that are unaware, natural gut is still like $40 for a set, which is extremely expensive. Should we explain to our listeners what natural gut, like how it's made and kind of composed? Maybe a brief film on that? Hopefully hopefully, no vegans listening to this. Yeah, if you're a vegan, this is not the time. I actually gave my sister a full breakdown of this like the other week. She was here while I was stringing my rackets and she was like, how did you learn how to do this? And I went on a whole tangent about... <laughs> string history your poor, your poor sister yeah she had no idea what was coming to her um but yeah so 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 gut was the first tennis string that was ever on the market originally it was made from from cat gut from stray cats that i were believe all over paris i think france was the one that originated the idea of a gut string yeah babalot yeah, actually babalot so funny I, enough so everyone at, knows babalot as a racket manufacturer they came way late into the game in racket manufacturing they were known for their gut strings babalot's one of the oldest tennis brands in existence they That's actually true, yeah. They, yeah so so babalot only started making rackets and i think 97 is when the pure drive came out and then they got sponsored with carlos moya and he won and you know it's been taken off from there but uh, you know, they made strings from cat gut, and then I believe it was in the 20s, they had to change it because they were slaughtering too many cats for the for their gut, and the simplest solution was to go to cow because it was using intestines, aka gut, uh, from, you know, meat manufacturing and just left over from, the, uh, from that process, and sure enough, uh, you know, some guy named Rene Lacoste was also involved in testing which one of the Babalot strings uh, and formulas that Babalot would use. Um, and the formula that they ended up going with was labeled as VS, version VS, which is why the Babalot natural gut is called VS gut. It's that formula of gut. Yeah, I just watched a video actually from Tennis Warehouse the other day explaining why it's called VS. Something, uh, whatever the French word is for it, superior or something. Yeah, there's a, it's a, it stands for something. Yeah, I forget what it stands for off the top of my head, but that was sort of how Bob Lot VS got 
was the thing um, and was created, and that's why you've saw, seen Boblot VS gotten so many rackets up until Boblot started making rackets. Then all of a sudden, the two lines that are at the bottom of Pete Sampras's Wilson Pro Staff go away because all of a sudden Wilson and Boblot are competitors, not just, you know, Boblot's a string brand that everybody just throws their natural gut in. Yeah, that's true. And now, if you look nowadays on on like pro player specs, um, I would say, uh, I mean, I would say most of them, whoever does use gut, uses Babolat vs gut. I believe Djokovic does. I believe Sarov does. Quote me if I'm wrong. Federer obviously uses the Wilson gut for you know obvious reasons, but uh, most of the pros are using that Babolat vs gut, which means they must still be producing fantastic gut. Yeah, I, from what I understand, it is still the the the. the flagship quality bearer of 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 all natural gut i i think the wilson one from what i understand again from what i understand is really close and they've gotten it to a point where it's nearly identical uh but bob lot's still the best uh luxalon in recent years has come out with their own natural gut i have yet really? to try that yeah luxalon makes natural gut now and I mean, I've yet to try that. It, do I you ass- think it's made in the same factory as where Wilson makes? I it would change? assume it's the same thing. I, I I would assume, but again, I don't know. Uh, it's a ripoff situation, then. Um, honestly, please, Luxalon sponsor this podcast. Um, Shout out to Luxalon. Yeah, please. Do you remember when the Luxalon masks came out during the peak of COVID? How badly we wanted those, dude. Those were <laughs> fire. I remember hitting you up. Oh my God! I, it, uh, it was the French Open. Sitsi- Marcus and I were watching mm-hmm. it, and Sitsipasha's coach—it wasn't Moratoglu; it was somebody else. It was somebody in Sitsipasha's box had on a Luxalon mask. Marcus and I, at the exact same time, text each other on the dot and said, "Dude, did you see that Luxalon mask?" It was absolutely filth. And also, I mean, if we're going to talk about sick masks for a second, Frank also had a dope Yonex mask. Yeah, the Yonex mask is really a. Uh, a solid one. I actually have a coworker who doesn't even really play tennis very much. Um, he even got one when he went into the store in Manhattan to like get his racket restrung or whatever. And he was just like, "Oh, this mask is dope." And he just picked one up and he took it. He was like, "This is a great mask. It's so breathable." Yeah, for sure. I was. Are you kidding me? I would buy it. I mean, not now, really. We don't need them any. Well, debatable. Uh, <laughs> but you don't need them as much anymore. But yeah, no, that looks all mask. Absolutely fire. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's let's get into uh, I, my racket. My string history is not done yet, which is great. So, yeah, I went from Lux, full Lux, full bed of Luxalon, um, to when I used my Prestige in high school. I used a hybrid. Uh, so I did the mains with Luxalon again, of course, <laughs> and I actually did the crosses. I flipped between a few things. I did three. So the first iteration of it was using um, Wilson NXT. Wow. Um, That's a throwback. Yeah. So then they changed the formula for NXT a few years ago. I don't remember. It must have been my sophomore year of of high school. So then I went off of that because they changed. It wasn't as good. And I was like, let me give Technifiber a try. And I tried Technofiber X1 Biphase. Supposedly one of the best multi-filaments out there. It is by far the closest to gut you're going to get, and we're going to talk I, about that. Also, I believe Joker was also using that for a while. Mm-hmm. Am I right? X1 Biphase, X1 yeah. Biphase is as close to gut as you're possibly going to get that's not actually That's not gut. actually from a cow. Yeah. Um, it was just a little too soft for me. So I went to NRG2, and that was, that was the string. And NRG2 is from... 
Technofiber. Oh, again. also Technofiber. Technofiber, in my opinion, best multifilaments on the market. You're not going to get yeah. better than NRG2. And, and another, uh, it's also another French brand. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think is a coincidence. I think clearly if you're looking for like a gutty sort of string, those factories in France and, and Belgium, that's, that's where you want to. So that's the region that you want to be. If you want a good poly, you know, probably going to Germany. But uh, yeah, that's impressive, actually. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. So, have you been using that um, since, or I, are I you used, not even done yet, man? What so you, I so I used the hybrid up until uh, I went back to using the arrow, and then once I used the arrow, I stuck a full bed of poly in that because you're not going to use an arrow pro drive or arrow racket with a any sort of multi or gut sort of thing it'll pop in like five seconds we need to research who actually does do that is there anybody off the top of your head i don't think so if they do i mean they must be swimming swimming in cash because you would you would you would presumably pop that string after a few hours like a pro would pop that string after maybe an hour or two what about a benoit pair i don't think he does i think he uses full gut i think he uses full poly full poly but uh benoit pair also one of my favorite players i love that guy so entertaining yeah um but yeah so then afterwards i was sort of looking for more of a a little bit more spin a little bit more budget friendly because i didn't want to pay for locks every time that i was now that i was playing regularly again and you know marcus said give tour by to try i gave tour by to try i really liked it used it i tried confidential too basically felt almost identical to me just a little bit more of a muted response with confidential yeah it's slightly different but also great string but still fantastic so i alternate basically between both depending on what i'm feeling that day um and now that i have my new racket i'm sort of experimenting with i tried out weiss cannon ultra cable i really like that 17 gauge by the way people. 17, 17 gauge, gauge by far the sharpest string that i've ever felt in my entire life everyone should give this string a try if you have the chance it's 1290 a set like why not and <laughs> this, guy, this guy's such a nerd and like it's sick like it's it's absolutely sick if you if you look up the the universe the tw university statistics for it like the string to string slick slickness coefficient and the string to ball uh grippiness coefficient are by far the highest on the on the university so like to give an example this spin rate right for uh something like confidential or tour bite is about 6.4 which is really high like that is top you know seven top eight in of all the strings that, that they've measured vice cannon ultra cable was an 11.7 yeah and by the way this company vice cannon is located in germany um just outside of stuttgart uh, just outside of Stuttgart, but apparently they don't have a website or an Instagram or something. They're like totally off the grid. I don't know. These guys are like literally making these labels on Microsoft Paint. Like literally, like I'm not even yeah, kidding. It's it, Microsoft it, Word Paint. Yeah, it's it literally like their logo and branding is like the branding of this podcast just taken straight out of Microsoft Word. Shout out to Microsoft. Yeah, it's it's honestly incredible. I, I'm a very big fan of them. I'm going to try some more strings by them. Um they apparently make a Luxalong clone called Vice Cannon Silver String. I, I kind of oh, want to trust that. It's got to be good, right? Yeah. No, we're, we're lobbing in that order yeah. of TW right now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually already did. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually ordered uh, two sets of Silver String and two sets of Luxalong Big Bang Around Loop Power. Oh, so you want to do the side by side? Yeah, I'm going to put them side by side. This guy's absurd. <laughs> 
So I'll scrounge around strings for free. This guy's just like, you know what? I'm trying. DW, send me your whole catalog. Yeah, um, I would totally pay for it too. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's that's a bit of my history. I like to play around. This is this is like the thing that I geek out on more than anything. So yeah. Uh, and I think now we wanted to get into more of like polyesters in general, like what what are our thoughts on them and 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 this is like a, a bit of a rant on my end i think which is that i think that way too many people use polyester strings i think that there are a good portion of tennis players that are just not benefiting from using a polyester um i think that polys are phenomenal strings for players that are able to hit out have long fast strokes need control from the ball but like an average, you know, 3.0 player, let's call it, like, does not need to be using a full bed of Luxalon. Like, you are not benefiting from the control of that string. Like, you should be using a multifilament or a synthetic gut that is going to give you a ton of arm comfort because your form is probably really bad, and that's why you have tennis elbow is because you're just saying, oh, it's the string's fault that the ball is going out, so I'm going to string my bobble up pure drive with Luxalon at 62 pounds, and I wonder why I have tennis elbow. Like, that's mind-numbing to me that somebody would do that. Um, I think the tensions are too high to begin with. This is a rant that I've gotten Marcus even on, and he started to lower his string tension because of it. Yeah, a little bit. We'll get into that, yeah. But, uh, you know, I I just think that, uh, you know, if you're more on the beginner side of things, I think even on an intermediate side of things, give at least a hybrid a try. Um, It's going to soften up your string bed so much. Now, for those hybrids, Frank, that you're recommending to people, first of all, well, a couple of questions here. One, should they, uh, now if they have the money, obviously they're going to go to the natural gut rep, but most of the people aren't willing to spend $40 for a set of natural guts. So if they do, should they go with, multi, first question, multi-filament or synthetic gut in a hybrid setup? Uh, you should definitely do a multi. Multis are better than synthetic guts. If you're really constrained for budget, you could use like a Prince Duraflex synthetic gut, which is like a decent, a decent like synthetic that you're going to get for like, I think it's like six bucks. Yeah, if you're cheap. really that constrained by your dollars but i think if you want to spend the money on a multi um the two strings i said earlier nrg2 x1 biphase best of the best they are 20 dollars a set but if you're comparing that to 40 plus for natural gut i feel like that's a really nice bargain that you're gonna get at the same time um if you want something that's a little bit less, um, you know, closer to let's say that ten to fifteen dollar bracket, Selinko actually makes a multifilament. Yeah, I saw that the other day browsing through their website catalog. What are the, what's the name of the Vanquish? Vanquish. It's, Vanquish. it's a that's decent. It it's a decent multi. I haven't tried it. I have heard good things about it, um, but I, I trust Selinko quite honestly. I think any every Selinko string that I have tried, I have enjoyed. I think they're really well made, really fairly priced. Um, and that goes, we're going to talk about like cheaper polys as well. Like Selinko is just best in class at this stuff. So Selinko Vanquish, I think is a solid, uh, multi if you want to throw that in as well. Um, but yeah, that, that would, you know, my recommendation for people, like if you're, if you're more on the intermediate side and you're using a full bed of Luxalon and you are having some arm problems, please, please, please use a multifilament. Throw it in on the crosses. You don't even need to do the mains. I won't even yeah, say that. Yeah, that was going to be my second question. Throw it question. in on the crosses. How do we, how so do we that, arrange a setup? Yeah, you could throw it in on the crosses. That's fine. 
and it will soften up your string bed immensely. Another thing that I've seen a lot of pros start to do now, um, Emiratikanu, for example, is one, um, they are using very soft polyesters as crosses. So Radicanu is using Luxalon Element on the Element. Yeah. Where, where do you get these names from, man? <laughs> Jesus. Um Luxalon Element on the crosses, which is a really soft poly. Um and she's using that to sort of offset uh I believe she uses Big Banger in the in the mains. So instead of going for a full blown like a like a traditional uh kind of hybrid setup where you put a synthetic gut or you put a filament they're using soft polys, aka. So that okay, that kind of explains a couple of things. Because when I was looking through, I always check out Selenko's catalog because I, I really like their strings, and they always, they have a soft version of almost every string that they make now. Is that yes? Which is a trend that I that that I notice. That uh, one of the the questions that we sort of asked ourselves here is what's been the trend with strings, and I would say there's been two. Um, one one is that uh, polys are becoming softer. There's becoming soft versions of every single string on the market, RPM soft. All the Selenko strings have a soft version now. Uh, even Luxalon is making, they don't call it a soft version, but like they make Luxalon Element, which is supposed to be a softer version of Bang, Big Banger Alu Power. And on the other side of the spectrum, they're trying to make multis firmer. So making multis feel and behave more like polyesters in the sense that they're not moving as much like they're getting some snapback um technofiber came out with a string that i think everybody should try at some point it's called technofiber triax it is a multi-filament that has polyester uh fibers in it so it doesn't move hybrid inside a hybrid yeah it's a hybrid it's literally a hybrid string itself um so uh, it it doesn't move in the way that a poly does. It snaps back, right? But it has the the softness of a multi. So I feel like that's a string that I would also really recommend for somebody who's a beginner intermediate that costs about nineteen to twenty dollars, but you're putting on a full bed of it. You're getting sort of that snappiness of the poly, a little bit like better spin production, but at the same time you're not killing your arm. Your arm's going to be completely fine with that. Um, so, so those are the two trends that I've seen. They're just converging almost like on this middle path, the polys, um, because I think that a lot of people started to get tennis elbow from polys, and this is sort of the racket manufacturer's response to it. Frank, give us the pros and cons of the softer polys that they are producing these days, like, for example, a Selenko Tour by uh, Soft or you know, a Luxalon Element. What are the pros and cons? So I would say that the pro of using these is if you suffer from tennis elbow, shoulder pain, anything like that, obviously the first thing you should do is look at your form, which is another, that's a, that's a mar, more of a Marcus rant than me, but yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. I'm not going to get into that here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, te- technique, I value technique, not just in tennis, but just in, in many things in life. It's extremely important. Um, I agree with that, but, uh, what it also really does uh, another, uh, I would say, benefit of using the soft poly is that you're going to get a little bit more free power, right? So because if a string is, is firmer feeling, that means it's going to be more control oriented. So in this case, the softer a poly is, the more power that you're going to get from it. And that for me is actually a con because I think that the entire reason that polys were invented is so that way you can whack the ball as hard as you want and the ball stays in, right? Um Marcus is also a tennis junkie as myself, hence why we have this podcast. 
who is the player that said upon first trying Lux Long Big Bang or Alu Power, if this feels like cheating, I wish we had this in my day. Oh, that's got to be Agassiz. Correct. Yeah, yes. For sure. First time out, he gets it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. You're talking yeah, about it, a guy who was the pioneer of just absolutely whacking the ball. Yeah. So, so, you know, for me, like, when I hear that they're making softer and softer polys, like, you're losing that in- inherent, like, polyness. Like, that, that stiffness that uh, made them so good. Um, like, I'm not saying they need to be, like, Kevlar or something like that, but at the same time, like, there's a reason that Big Bang or Alu Power is the most commonly used string on the door. It's not because it's easy on the arm. It's because it's the best control string feel-wise that there is. Um, so that that would be my opinion there. As for the other side of the spectrum, what's the downside of a firm multi? I don't really think that there is one necessarily. I think that, you know, obviously, yes, you could say the same criticism that you would use for a poly of like, the whole point of using a multifilm is that it feels like gut and if it doesn't feel like gut then why the heck am i using it isn't that their whole purpose but at the same time like no you're still getting way more um power from like something like a triax or even like a nrg2 which is on the firmer side of multifilaments than you are from like any sort of poly on the market like it's not the the relative firmness of a firm multi in comparison to a soft quote-unquote poly is you know it, it's night and day in my opinion so uh that that would be my my hot take on that yeah no thank you for sharing i just i just learned a lot because i honestly have I, i'm not really familiar with honestly any strings outside of like i know what filthy multi-filaments do i kind of know what synthetic guts natural guts do um, as far as within polys, I had an idea about softer, harder, harsher polys. I'm more of a fan of kind of harsher polys. I mean, Frank, you know how I play. I like to really hit the ball big. I've tried a softer poly uh, in Hypergy, which is a little bit softer. It's still not that soft, but it's softer than Tourbite. Um, it felt really nice off the string bed, had really good feel for it, but the problem was I wasn't able to really crack the ball and get that bite and that spin that I kind of need for my game the way I play so that that makes sense yeah I think that's that's pretty much dead on and and that actually brings me to the other trend that's been happening um because of Selenko shaped polys um yeah big that is discussion here. that is that that's been the biggest I would say shift that's happened is that you know when I stopped playing as much which is like let's call it like 17 18 the only real shaped poly was selenko torbite like that was that was the only one Selen- luxlon had just come out with luxlon alu power spin yeah well i would say mainstream shaped because there are a lot of brands that do these like you know octagonal shape strings. i don't really count those as much yeah those those are yeah more like, like, our, like hurricane market. pro hurricane that was out that's octagonal rpm blast came out in 2010 that's also octagonal but i'm talking about like a firm shape like a square I've tried triangles. I think people use like heptagons, five-sided. Yeah, triangles didn't really make any sense. Triangle was a thing for a very brief period of time. Then everyone realized that that shape is not good because it doesn't slide. It just like digs into each other. And they were like, yeah, we can't use this. There's no, it's not smooth on really, I mean, it technically is, but it's very tough for the ball to actually go on to that. It doesn't, it doesn't grip well. Um, it's the same thing with like twisted strings, right? Like, like Slinko barbed wire is an example of that. 
right? Which where, uh, what's his face? Jensen Brooksby uses that. Jensen Brooksby does use it. So huh. so like those have have more use. Like more people use those, right? Like a twisted string. But that's another one where sometimes it gets caught. So if you're a pro and you could restring a racket every hour or two, yeah, it's fine because by the time it starts notching, like cut it out and get rid of it, restring it. Um, but for the average person like me, me, you, uh, whatever, you know, after three hours, like that string's done. Like it's not going to snap. You're going to really lose the, the, the benefit of, um, of the spin of that string. So that's why I think it's, it's more settled into a lot of people just use squares. That's the most common shape. All Solinko polys are squares for that reason. It's just the best way to get the it's it's the best combination of string to string slickness which is i.e the snapback that you need to get the spin um and grip because you need the sides to actually grip the ball that's the string to ball uh friction that you need yeah yeah so those have also become popular now every single brand basically has some torbite ripoff or you know shaped version of um of their poly so you know that those are another thing um but yeah I, I so i think the last thing that i sort of wanted to do on this is to just give people like price point breakdowns and alternatives to some of the strings that we're mentioning yeah for sure and i can kind of kick this off because i was always kind of on the cheaper end when like i mentioned i was using the signum pro poly megaforce which is always 90 dollars a reel which is relatively cheap for kind of a performance string um and on the other hand if you take a look at a comparison to a luxalon which is like 270 dollars a reel it, it can get pretty pricey um considering if you're you know for example i pop strings i would say if i'm playing on hard courts in america i pop them like maybe every four hours of playing when i play in germany which is on clay with much softer balls and uh you play obviously with a lot more spin you play a lot longer i would pop strings in two hours so that basically means almost every time you're playing if you're training seriously which is pr pretty often and i found that you're gonna if you're you gotta spend you gotta be willing to spend a little bit but you also do you don't need to spend crazy amounts to get a good quality string Selenko Torbite is the de facto best string uh, for your buck, 100%. It's got the best, you know, it's got great quality, but it's also not too expensive. It's $160 a reel. I mean, this also goes for Hyper-G, Confidential, all these other strings that they offer. So if you're looking to really get in the market for a great poly that you don't want to, you know, kind of break your wallet for, that is the one to go to, in my opinion. If you're going to spend more on anything you might as well just spend it on Lux. I would not advise to go for any of these Babolat polys that are like 18, 20 bucks, whichever one that, what, what's the one the team uses, the black one? RPM Blast. No, no, no. He, oh, sorry, the red one. He's got his own brand of string. Well. They created a string for him, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's available yet. No, no, it's available. Or is it RPM Power, RPM Team? I don't think, it's not RPM. Well, that's what all of their polys are branded as. Frank's going to do a Google check while I keep And also, talking. also, <laughs> Dominic Team actually continued to use Luxalon. Well, when he transitioned to Babylon, and then they just kept on giving him different strings for him to try until he found something that fit. I, I believe he, he still uses Luxon. I could be wrong. I'll, I'll Google. Frank's gonna Google that in the meantime. Um, but but otherwise, I would say if you're if you're a beginner player, kind of I would I side with Frank here. Avoid the polys as much as you can. Um, and if you do want to add a poly, adding a cheap poly like a Poly Megaforce, which is still a good string. Um, 
not the best performance string, but it's still a effective string. Maybe you look into that type of market. Um, and I would say, like I said, if you're gonna spend the money, really go for Luxalon. I know Yonex also has some great options. Uh, I was right, up. by the way. It is Babylon RPM Blast. No, yeah. really? RPM RPM Power is what he used. RPM okay Power. That's what yeah. it's it's red, did, right? Yeah, there's a red version of it, but okay. he used. So here, he switched to a hybrid of VS Natural Gut and RPM Blast Rough. I remember that. He used a he used a hybrid for, like, very brief. It was, like, three tournaments, and then he was like, nope, can't do this. Yeah, there's no way that guy could use a hybrid. Um, He's wicked. Can you imagine Dominic Team with Natural Gut? <laughs> uh, yeah, he would break it in, like, one set. Not even. Like, yeah, I mean, the amount of like, spin that he... His kick serve alone. I mean, he hits it. more spin than the doll. Yeah. 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 So then he just went to a full bed of RPM power, and that's what he won his grand slam with so i'm assuming he's sticking with that yeah um and that's kind of a side topic that maybe we could have one day is what would it what would have what would have happened if nadal used luxalon <laughs> um what if nadal used tour bike can you imagine Lament. um but put nadal on vice can and ultra cable <laughs> <laughs> good lord pray for pray for Federer's left right arm yeah um i gotta get matteo berrettini on that i'm gonna dm him uh yeah oh yannick sinato oh god um i have to give headhawk another try there's too many pros using it now for like me not to consider this string and in fairness we, in our demos yeah the racket the gravity that we used had a full bed of headhawk and neither of us realized it Was it headhawk or headhawk touch might have been touch actually Either anyways way. great to, string to briefly explain that when i was getting like racket packages as a junior they always toss in some head hawk and i remember trying it and it was just a really bad string uh no cap it was really bad um and i always avoided it until frank and i did the demo experience and they you know i read the paper actually you know they tell you what string is in the what demo i read it after we demoed the rackets i was like uh, it was a pretty good string right i enjoyed it um, my bad experience with head string was head sonic pro. If you remember that, which was by far Ooh, the worst, was, yeah, that was bad. the worst polyester I've ever used in my entire life. Um, but Hedgehog was really solid. Um, and there's another interview on tennis nerd, which is, we have mentioned now almost every podcast. Shout out to tennis. Nerd. Tennis nerd is amazing. I love Jonas. Um, Ooh. where he, <laughs> where he <laughs> interviewed, um, the gentleman who is in charge of, I believe, heads, uh, what do they call them? Like R and D. On it's R and D, but for not not for rackets, for accessories. That's the word for for anything that falls under accessories, which strings do. And they mentioned that head is making a very big effort to sort of rebrand and and redo a lot of like their non racket stuff. So like strings, grips. Um, stuff shoes, like that. Yeah, they, shoes. They've been kind of popular in the in the kind of like the shoe market. Actually, um, they've got a lot of decent amount of pros wearing head clothing too. I know Chilich switched over to head. Yeah. Um. Wilson, same thing. Actually, in fairness, Wilson shoes are actually really popular now. Like the Wilson yeah. Chaos. Like those are all over the place. There's a kid on my uh, on LIU men's team still using the Wilson whatever you know red ones uh, that he's using. Yeah. I've never seen anyone use Wilson shoes. Yeah. Honestly, the, the, so. They they're solid. Um. So that, which is a good thing. It's good to have some competition for like Nike and Adidas and, and whatever. So, so Frank, tell us what what are your recommendations for people with strings and what kind of categories should they look at and you know whether or not be poly, multi, synthetic. So I up. think I think it depends on what racket that you're using, right? So very important. So here I have I wrote down if you are using a racket that is 98 square inches or below, 
I think you should seriously consider looking at a hybrid because your racket frame, your head size is just not going to be that big to where you're getting really any free power where you could really benefit from having a multi in there, something like that. Um, that's going to give you a little bit of free power and you also won't have to worry about the string breaking as much because you have a smaller head size. Everything is a little bit tighter. There's not as much string movement. So you won't have to worry about, you know, destroying your strings so quickly. Um, and in that case, like I said, natural gut obviously is the best. That's great. But if you could do a multi-filament of NRG2 um, or X1 biphase, if you really want something that's going to mirror natural gut, those are phenomenal. Um, Slinko Vanquish is another really great string. Technofiber Triax, I think, is another really solid one if you want something that's going to be like a almost like a poly-poly or hybrid right um on the full bed of poly side which i think is anything that falls under the quote-unquote tweener racket spectrum so like your pure drives your pure arrows um the yonix v core pros like that are 98 100 square inches any of those rackets that say that they're going to give you a ton of power and a ton of spin yeah like the e-zone yeah exactly um that's a full poly 100 percent um i mean if you if you want to try a hybrid go for it but i think those rackets Generally, they're kind of designed to they're, they're designed poly, for a poly yeah. they are they are literally designed for a poly and in that case lux long big banger alu power that's going to be your gold standard yep um just that's the truth um i think that Solinko, as marcus said you're not going to find a better value there for for you know 11 dollars a set 12 bucks a set you're just not. There's a reason it's so popular on the college tour. I would really recommend it. Um, that one is more spinny, though. So if you want a string that's going to give you a ton of spin, Solinko strings are definitely better. Luxon strings won't necessarily give you a ton of spin. They're going to give you really fantastic feel for a poly, which sometimes I will say, like, and that's an, a flaw of a shaped polyester, is that you lose that connection because there's so much grip on it. You're not necessarily, like, feeling the ball... The, it, you get great pocketing from a square-shaped string in the sense that it's going to grip the ball and get a ton of spin, but you're not getting great pocketing in the sense of, like, you feel the ball on the racket and you feel it come off the racket, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because every time I've tried some really super-shaped polys, ones that have got, you know, hectagonal, octagonal, when you hit the ball, it kind of feels like a brick almost. I mean, yeah, you're able to produce some serious spin, but I could feel, you know, on the volleys, on the drop shots and stuff, you don't really have that you're nice gonna, yeah. feel blend when you, off the When hand. you hit a flat shot, when you hit that flat serve up the tee, that's where you're going to want the Luxalon. And that's that's the difference. But, again, if you're hitting mostly kick serves, right? Yeah, um, I mean, if you're a spin fiend. If you're a spin fiend, then, yeah, yeah you're not going to do better than, than the Solenko strings. Um, I also really recommend, I, I mean, we've been joking about it, but Vice Cannon's a really solid string. I really have enjoyed it. It's very dead feeling, so you're not going to get any power from it. But if you want a string that's going to give you the most amount of spin possible, this thing will do it. I mean, yeah, it absolutely. is no, Frank was throwing in some nasty kicks and doubles the yeah, other day. It's, it's straight out dirty. So... I would definitely give that one a try. It's also just a fun string to use. Like if you want to just like throw a fun string on, that's a really yeah. fun, like yeah. a really fun uh, time. I'm going to get Marcus a set and just tell him to try it and he's going to break it in like two hours and I'm, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it with the new gravities. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Then we get on to uh, even cheaper polys. Uh, Marcus said Signum Pro. Uh, listen, those are solid strings. 
they do the job. In my opinion, though, the best value poly, which is I would say is anything under ten bucks, Volca Cyclone. Um, Absolutely, Volca Cyclone. Right Volca Cyclone is <laughs> it's so funny, and like this is why I rip on RPM. Vocal Cyclone is as good as RPM Blast, in my opinion, and it is $10 cheaper per set. How does that make any sense? It doesn't, and you know it was kind of funny that up until recently, I think they took it off their website, but Tennis Warehouse was selling Pro Hurricane at under 10 bucks a set. Yeah, even because I the, used it. <laughs> it came from you, right? It's the exact same, uh, it's the same thing as RPM Blast, just different color almost. Yeah. yeah, which, listen, color does affect it, right? Like, if you have a, a lighter color string, it's going to feel more lively. Um, that's, like, really? something that's been proven. Yeah. Even, like, what do you mean by lighter color? So, L- Luxlon, for example, right? Ice like blue versus strings? silver. Ice you- blue is gives you um, more power than the silver does. The silver is more dead feeling. So how do these manufacturers brand the same string but a different colors? Because it's very subtle. But there is a difference. Okay. There's definitely a difference. So what, do, so what are kind of like the dark, like the black strings, like an RPM? That's the most is... dead feeling. Oh, um, okay. The lighter colors will feel more lively. Interesting, um, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, so no, I'm gonna try that out. Yeah, uh, my string choice only off of color. <laughs> like, by the way, do not do that because you think it looks cool in your racket. Okay, if it if it ends up looking cool in your racket, great, but that should not be your basis for choosing. Yeah, I mean, I play with a radical, which is an orange racket, and I'm just throwing in yellow. I'm throwing in black. I'm doing everything. And he's using a torna grip. It just doesn't look right. I, well, no, a radical with torna grip is iconic. Okay, how dare you? Uh, yeah, but that new paint job, ooh, that's bright. Yeah. That's bright. No, it's it's a highlighter. Um, yeah. Frankie's going to be like the guy at the airport, like, waving for the plane. That's actually plane exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, but, yeah, so Vocal Cyclone is, I think, really solid. Um, I, you know, RPM is another string that's very widely used on tour, very popular in the junior ranks, too. Nothing wrong with it. RPM is a great string for two hours, and then it just falls off a cliff. Every time I've tried using it, that has been my experience. I don't know about you, but that I've thing, only tried it I don't, once. I wasn't really a fan, actually. And it, it, I don't even know about the tension maintenance part of it because Luxon loses tension, too. Luxon's tension maintenance is not the best, but the playability and the feel of RPM just, for me, dies after, like, two hours of use. And that was, like, a big problem for me. And I've tried it, like, multiple times in multiple rackets. It's the same exact thing each time. Yeah, so we uh, hope that you guys have enjoyed the podcast. This actually went way longer than I thought it would. Um, I thought this would be, like, one of our shorter 30-minute podcasts. Yeah, no, Frank Frank can't hold himself when he's uh, talking about strings. So. I can't. I, I love had it. a good I feeling this would happen. But. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, which actually, like, brings us to, to something else. Uh, you know, if, if you or anybody you know needs, like, string recommendations, string help, something like that, like, they want to hear sort of an opinion on, uh, you know, what would be best for their game, you can definitely feel free to, to DM us, and I, I will answer it. I'm usually the one that's on the, the IG. Correct. And, yeah. uh, if, I, if I have any inputs, I will bring it in, but uh, I'm going to probably leave the string stuff to Frank. Yeah, so uh, happy to help um, and give some recommendations. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's it for this episode, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. 
Yep, new episodes every week, people. All right, see you guys. Bye.